0: This is the intro jingle. This is the K-Pop Tabak Show with Eric Nam. Ooh. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the K-Pop Tabak Show. I'm your host, Eric Nam, and this is episode number 12. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well, and I hope you guys are doing swell, and I am currently in London. I'm in London, and I'm doing this podcast from London with a proper British accent um actually that is not what a British accent sounds like at all but quite the nice try. I know it's amazing Wingardium Liviosa anyways I'm in London I finally finished my tour we did 12 shows in 11 cities in 18 days and I did it with the help of my amazing team my amazing people so thank you so much everybody um and most of all thank you so much to all the fans came to the shows i had an amazing time um it was a crazy crazy schedule really doing 12 shows in 18 days if you think about it that's kind of insane but we got it done we had some bus issues we had some things come up here and there but we got through it i had a blast and now i'm in london but anyways welcome to the show if you guys aren't doing so already, go ahead and follow us and interact with us on our socials. It's at Tebak Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And of course, you guys can join our exclusive YouTube and Spotify playlist. Also, go to our website, tebakshow.com, and join our exclusive newsletter. You'll be the first to know about new episodes, giveaways, special events, and other random really cool things that we have planned for you guys. I finished tour. It's been fun. I really We went out really hard. Um, after the show in London, uh, I had not properly had a drink in like almost a month. So I had a drink or like 10 and, um, it was really cool to, you know, have everybody on the team. It was like one last hurrah, um, after the show to give us a a little congratulations and a pat on the back. And it was a good way to send everybody off after the tour. And, um, it's probably one of like the coolest stores I've done. I haven't done many. This is only my second one. So they're all cool. But this was cool because we were in Europe and I'd never been to a lot of these cities and I never performed um, in any of these cities before. So it was really memorable and um, it was cool to see different fans from different countries flying in and driving in from different places all around Europe. It was crazy. Like we had people come from Asia as well. And so... Thank you. We have people coming from the States, too. But thank you all. If you made it to the show, it was crazy. I also met a pigeon that somebody was holding in Amsterdam, and it really grossed me out. Yo, by the way, pigeons in Europe do not are not scared of people at all. They will fly like into your face just to piss you off. I'm pretty sure they do it just to piss you off. It's like they are aggressive, and they want things from you, and they will take them from you. Um so if you've not been to Europe, just be aware. They have very aggressive pigeons. And if you guys did not catch me this time, hopefully I'll be I'll be back on tour in the next year or so, um, and I can see you guys then. Um, if you guys have been keeping up on my socials, of course, you guys have probably seen myself and a lot of fans and my team wearing a lot of the cool new merch that we also have. You guys can pick all that stuff up on ericnam.com if you want to be on the inside of coolness because that's what we do. That's like all I've done for the past month, right? Just tour. But anyways, I'm gonna stop talking about myself. Let's go ahead and start talking about our songs. This week, our first song, here's Red Velvet's Zim Zim Zalabim. Zim Zalabim, Zim Zalabim, Zim Zalabim, Zim Zalabim. Zalabim, All right, that was Red Velvet Zimzala Beam. This is their comeback single from their new EP, The Rev Festival Day One. Our, I don't know. How do you pronounce that? Revve, rev, red Velvet Festival Day One. Released June 19th. Of course, Red Velvet has five members, Irene, Wendy, Joy, Sugi, and Yeti. And they are known for having uh, two sides to their music. Red is their bright pop sound, like red flavor. Bright dum-dum. Whereas Velvet is a little bit more their mature R and B side, um, maybe hipper side, uh, such as Bad Boy, and this song Zimzalabim, essentially captures, I think, both sides with the bright poppy verses and a little bit of a darker, slower chorus and bridge. And for those of you who don't know, uh, apparently Zim Zim I can't even pronounce it Zimzalabim is the German equivalent of Abracadabra. By the way, shout out to that song, Abracadabra, if you guys know what I'm talking about. Brian girls from, I don't know, it's probably like 8 to 10 years old now, that song. But that song was a hit. <laughs> Zimzalabim, the song is about really, uh, what should I say? This song is really about going for your dreams. Um, the music video, it looks crazy, carnival themed, Alice in Wonderland, uh, but like really trippy. And it reminds you of like a carnival and the tent and like a circus, and there's just a lot going on. And it kind of reminded me of like their debut song, actually, because that first music video, I was like, holy crap, what is going on? But I'm, I'm excited that the ladies are back with a new song and a new EP. This past February, I don't know if you guys were able to check it out, they had their Red Mare tour in the US, uh, in New Jersey, Texas, and California. I think they did a few other shows too, maybe some fan meetings um, in a few other cities as well. Um, And back in April, they featured on a song by Ellie Goulding and Diplo on the remix version of Close To Me. It's always- I always look forward to Red Velvet songs because I personally like their upbeat, brighter, poppier songs. And because their personalities are all very like bright and fun. And I think when I watch them on stage doing that kind of stuff, it's a lot. I think they express that very, very well. And as you guys probably know, Wendy and I have done duets a few times on TV. And for Spring Love, we randomly had to do a Christmas song together last year on Music Bank. That was legit one of the most, stress- most stressful experience I've ever had because Music Bank is on a Friday and we had not practiced. And I had, we did not get to pick a song until it was literally Thursday night at like 1 or 2 a.m. We finally got together at SM to practice that song. And then we went pretty much straight to Music Bank to do that song. Um. So we, we sang it like once And people are always like I mean I've seen some of the comments like Eric how can he sing this song He sounds horrible Yo I sang that completely In a girl's key That song Is Wendy's original instrumental So I don't care what anybody says That song is super high And uh, we unfortunately Had practiced it for like 30 minutes together a few hours before we went into it into the shoot so um it was really last minute and we got it done some people loved it some people maybe not so much but anyways let's talk about the song a little bit Zim Zalabim um this song is kind of like 10 songs in one I feel like I don't know like I think there are different reasons for people doing songs that way I think it is also a very k-pop way of doing things like if you think of Girls Generations, I Got A Boy, that song has like five parts to it. Like it sounds like five different songs in one. And I think literally they had cut up and chopped up four or five different songs and crammed it into one song. And I don't really know what like the logic is behind it. I think part of it is like in order to keep people's attention span and people keep listening, uh, it's to put different sounds and effects and melodies in there so that people are like, Constantly be like, what's next? What's next? And It's maybe it's a thing of like, well, we have a three minute 30 second song We have five different parts to it. If you don't like, you know part a maybe you'll like part D and you'll listen to the song again from beginning to end just so you can hear part D. I don't know I don't really know what the logic is to it. We can figure all that out um, in the next few weeks because we are going to have a podcast with the writers of "Zim Zalabim." Um, it was written by Louis and Caesar, who are Caesar and Louis, Louis and Caesar. Wait, guys, how do you which ways? I don't remember which one you do. But anyways, they're good friends of mine. We've written a few songs together, um, but they wrote "Zim Zalabim." And from what I was told, they wrote this years ago. Uh, I think like five or six years ago, from what they told me. So, all that information and like how they wrote it where they got the inspiration from, how the song was constructed, what are the crazy sound effects, why did it get made this way. All of your most dying questions about songwriting for K-pop and about this song, they will all be resolved in about like two or three weeks because we're going to have them on our show. So keep an eye out and an ear out for that. And with that, we're going to outro with Red Velvet and move in to the next song. All right, next up we have. British Airways is proud to welcome you to our home, to the thrills of London and the hills of Scotland, to delicious roasts and stunning coasts. Then explore Paris and Madrid and roam around Europe. Devour the art and savour the food, or just shop and shop until you flop into bed. Take off to Britain and beyond. Book now for 2021 and change later with our flexible booking options. Term Supply, visit BA.com for details. Side Side Effects by Stray Kids. That was Side Effects by Stray Kids. Stray Kids, as you guys probably know, are a nine-member rookie group out of JYP. Um, This is the title track off their upcoming new album, Clit 2, Yellowwood. And this song? Oh my God, y'all. Like, I was... I was like, nervous and like, had anxiety the entire time. Um, it's darker a little bit. It's a little grungier, a lot of hyping up and it put me on edge. Uh, the music video I thought was really cool, cinematically shot, very widescreen. Um, so it looks really cool if you guys watch it on YouTube or, or wherever you watch it. Um, but there is clearly stuff that I'm missing that I'm not understanding with this song. And with this music video, I was very confused. They were like, at the end, there's like a key. And it was like, they keep saying their head hurts. But like my head hurt because I was trying to figure out what is going on. And like, I was so stressed because the song is so intense. And so I was like, your head hurts, my head hurts, all of our head hurts. I'm somebody, Stray Kids, explain this to me. Come on this show and explain this to me, please. I'm genuinely, genuinely confused um not in a bad way it's just I'm very confused they've been doing comebacks a lot their last comeback was in March so it's a three-month turnaround so last week on the show I talked about how you know there are groups that stand out in different ways and I think Stray Kids stands out as well it's a little different from the way that AT's stands out um I think Stray Kids they're a little like more hardcore like I wouldn't call their stuff pop Um, but they have their own identity visually and sonically. Um, But that's what I think, again, fans are going to connect to. Um, There are fans and fandoms that say, this is a sound that I love. This is the lyric content and the visuals and whatever it is that I love. And Stray Kids, they have their own unique color. And so... I feel like if you go back to like their first songs and you look through it now and listen through it now, like there's a consistent sound, like there's a consistency to their visuals and their sound and everything so that you kind of know what you're going to get to a certain degree when you are anticipating a Stray Kids comeback. And that's where I think fans are able to latch on and say, these are my boys. These are the, the guys that I, like, I put on for, that I relate to, and I can build my musical catalog and my taste with and so again stray kids congrats on the comeback keep doing your thing y'all yo. um and the other thing i gotta say is like i've seen like on on socials like some of the members are have been shouting out my songs so thank you guys appreciate it they've been listening to my songs and putting on for me and i really appreciate it and hopefully we can meet sometime soon I know we only met like once in passing, but um, keep doing your thing, and one day, hopefully, we'll get to hang out or like write music or I don't know, meet up. Anywho, I'm open to it. You guys keep doing your (laughs) thing. Side effects, anxiety Next up, we're gonna go back in time We're gonna go time travel Uh, My personal recommendation this week is a throwback song. It's Xinhua's Perfect Man. Take a listen. All right, so it's a throwback song, just like you guys asked. You're welcome. This song uh, is a very important song to me. Um, so SHINee, they were formed in 1998 with six members: Eric, Iminu, Kim Dongwan, Shin Hye Jin, and Andy Lee. And they are considered first generation K-pop idol and the longest running idol boy group to date. Um, This song is from their fifth album, Perfect Man, in 2002, and this is pure 2000s pop, uh, with a little bit of R&B and hip-hop, and, uh, oh man, you guys, this is one of my favorite songs, K-pop legendary songs, ever, ever. Alright, so, this song is, uh, man, where do I start with this? They just, uh, 2018, they celebrated their 20th year anniversary. Um, with a project called All Your 2018. And they did a big fan meeting. And uh, performance on KBS with some other artists. But I just got to say, like, these dudes were, like, one of the... I was probably, like, the first K-pop idol group that Eddie and I were, like, oh, dang. Like, H.O.T. was cool. But, like, they were too, like, I just didn't understand it. Like, I think I was too young. And they were, like, very... They had like crazy colored hair and like their design and look was so intense for me that like, I think as a young American, I was probably, how old was I? I was probably like 10. I just didn't get it. Um, I liked some of their songs, but I didn't get it. But then like I came across Xinhua um, in like 2002. And I was like, at that point, I'm like 13, 14. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And so... Uh, I think we've talked about this before, but, like, before YouTube, before the internet, like, so we would go to uh, a video, like, a Blockbuster. You guys probably don't even know what Blockbuster is. Like, place where you can rent videos, like, VHS tapes. Um, not even DVDs, not CDs, tapes. And on each tape, if you're lucky, you have two TV shows on it. If you're unlucky, you have one. And it's really, like, you kind of, I don't know, it's like hitting the lottery. But um pretty much we would go and like we would rent uh, my parents would get their, their dramas and all their like talk shows and then we would ask them, like, Can we get like one of the music shows please? And then they'd be like, sure, get one. And then we'd watch it over and over and over and over. And just to like see Asian people, Korean people doing music and uh, dancing and singing like in the States we had sync. we had Backstreet Boys we had Britney Spears and these people doing pop but none of them ever looked like me or Asian at all and so to be able to see people doing this on TV and they're looking so cool and the music sounds great was a really big deal um, for me and I think Eddie too um, and this is probably like the one song that we would like, we bonded over like, okay, you take this part, you take this part, you'll do this choreography. And we would just watch it over and over again. Um, other people around that time that I think outside of Xinhua that I really started getting into the music of was like Boa um, and Fly to the Sky and Um And it was kind of crazy because like, you know, when, when I've talked about this before too, like when you meet. A celebrity, um, you're kind of like awestruck, like starstruck, but these people, like Xinhua, they've been around for twenty something years, and um, I still remember like when I would see them or like when I meet them, I would like, I'd be like freaked out because I'm like, holy crap, y'all, like you are my, my like, thirteen year old Eric Nam and Eddie Nam, just like memorizing lyrics that we don't even know what they mean and memorizing <laughs> dance moves that probably we just make him look horrible but um it was really really cool and like I was you know now I'm at a point where with Andy something named like we've done a TV show together toine something named like I've met a few times and he's like a super nice dude I also remember being like yo this dude in this group his name is Eric my name's Eric and as a young kid I was like oh man if I were to ever become like a singer or like if I were to ever become a superstar and if I was in Korea, would I have to change my name? What would I have to call myself like Rice Man? Would I be DJ Rice Man? And um, I remember like when I first debuted in Korea, people would always make comparisons. Like it doesn't even make sense to compare us. But like they'd be like, why would you use that name? I was like, I don't know. That's my actual real name. Like, why are you getting mad at me for using my real name kind of thing. And so I always felt like weirdly, awkwardly bad about using my name <laughs> as a stage name. And so when I'm, I happen to like meet them. And I think I've said this to him twice. And I was like, I'm sorry if like me using Eric as a name was in any way weird or uncomfortable for you? And he's like, no, no, no. Like, don't. That's that's insane. That's completely fine. Don't worry about it. But, like, for me, it was just weird. Like, I don't know. I felt like, because I had seen, like, in comments on, like, random places, like, why would you use his name? I'm like, y'all, it's my name, too. Sorry, guys. But having said that, so much respect and love for Xinhua because... They're the OGs. Um, They were originally with SM. Um, And if you guys don't know the story of SM, pretty much there's HOT. And then I believe there's like Shinwa and SES and Poa. And then there's like TVXQ, Dong망shingi, and then Super Junior. And then it goes on and on and on. But, and I'm sure I've missed a couple acts along the way, but those names, like Flight of the Sky as well, like these people... Were the biggest music stars in Korea, to me, in, in my perspective. Um, and it was just, it's really cool to think about it, like how each generation, each group kind of like led to another group and to another group and um, all that kind of stuff. But anyways, check it out. If you guys like uh, Pop Pop, you'll like Shinoa's Perfect Man. You'll also probably like the song that they have called Wild Eyes. Um, I think that's also a very cool song. the get Um, let's move on to next stuff. Uh, I just want to sh- go ahead and shout out somebody real quick. Uh, you guys don't know there's a group called boyfriend they were under starship for probably seven years eight years and i think their contracts came to an end and so they have all decided to go their separate ways and jungmin who is one of the members just recently put out a new album called nearby and i just wanted to encourage you guys to check it out um he's a good 동생 of mine Um, but also because i think it's important that when you know certain groups decide to go their separate ways or they don't renew a contract, or an artist uh, does his own thing or her own thing. Like it's important to give it a shot and like listen to it and like encourage it and and give people like the opportunity to be heard. Um, and that's what's going to co- allow music to continue to be made. And people to continue to follow their dreams and like pursue music and their passions. But you know, again, it's so easy to listen to like the biggest stars out there, but it's not as easy to listen to people who may be a little less lesser known, or for some reason you've just never come across their name. So here it is, means nearby. <laughs> all right uh quick update on giveaways you guys we're sending out the prizes like this week so you should be getting them very soon um if you've been chosen for a giveaway. We also have more stuff coming in the near future, so stay tuned to the show. Um, and let's just go into rambles, right? The crazy ramblings Larry <laughs> Eric Uh, Rambles, rambles, rambling, ramblings. Um, Have you guys heard, like, the new, like, what's it called? The new BTS-like songs? They're part of, like, their OST things. So they have, like, with Charlie XCX, Zara Larson their like mobile game app I believe right which to me is crazy because those songs are like charting everywhere as well um, I'm not surprised at all but I'm really excited to see like who else what else they have under their sleeve I feel like every time have like an opportunity to like chill out and like okay bts they're gonna go on break they like release something like this where it's like out of left field charlie xcx Zara larson another featuring another some crazy project um and it's it's uh i'm sure fans are loving it i'm loving it um but not that they're even resting i think they're doing like a bunch of fan meetings and stuff in seoul and busan and all that kind of stuff but Mm, I'm going into album prep mode and I have to write some new music for a new album. And I have like nothing prepared, guys. I'm behind. So um, if you guys have any good lyrics or song ideas, please send them my way. (laughs) But yeah, like we don't, I feel like this is like a a shorter episode, like, you know, and I'm okay with that. You guys go ahead. And uh, check out the songs that we've mentioned this week. And also let us know what other songs you want to be introduced or heard or, like, explained to you guys. We also have some really cool stuff coming, not only from the songwriters for Red Velvet, but uh, some interviews uh, coming with some video content as well. So keep your eyes and ears out open for that. Sign up on our newsletter so that you can get the updates immediately. And please go ahead, interact with us on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Tebak Show. listen to our curated Spotify and YouTube playlist. And, of course, you guys, we really appreciate this. If you go to iTunes and leave us a review. Because it's very, very helpful. And we appreciate it. Very much, right? So, let me read some reviews for you guys. I just want to say... I absolutely adore this podcast. Everything about it is wonderful. The ramblings, anecdotes, and most importantly, the jingles. Do you like my accent? 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 I don't know. Thanks. Thank you. From the UK. Uh, From Canada. I'm quite new to K-pop, and the only two groups I enjoy so far are Epic High and Block B. So when Tableau posted on his IG about Taibok's show, I finally discovered this treasure. Well, thank you. Um, I really like listening to Eric's real talk on some of the things behind the industry and helps me understand the K-pop scene a lot better while getting to know some other talented artists. This podcast truly shares Korean pop music culture to a broader, and then, I don't know where, oh, wait, oh broader international audience in a fun, any type of way. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for leaving us comments and the ratings, really. Uh, we enjoy reading them. And um, yeah, it's a short episode, guys. But have a great week. Have a great day. Have a great month. And uh, be happy, be healthy, and I'll talk to you guys very soon. Goodbye. Outro! Thank you for listening to K-Pop DevOps with Eric ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts here's a show we recommend. We're Good Moms, Bad Choices podcast. Two black single moms living in L.A., the valley to be exact. za We keep it 100, real, and unfiltered every Wednesday. This is not your average mom show. No DIYs, mommy hacks. Or complaining about how our kids just hit their 60-month milestone. This is grown folks talk. That's right, because mama gotta have a life too. Nothing is off limits as we discuss mental health, sex, motherhood, dating, culture, and our sometimes bad choices. With a range of guests from social activists to porn star parents. This is a judgment-free zone for moms, women, and anyone looking for their tribe. Join us, your hosts, Erica and Mila of Good Moms Bad Choices podcast. Every Wednesday on all podcast platforms. A-cast. 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 A-cast recommends.